My wish for you is that 2023 is the year that you finally see the improvement you've worked so hard to create. And Yelp for Restaurants is here to help. This year, we're launching new tools and programs to make this year your best year. In addition to the content you already love, we're launching a marketing series packed with actionable worksheets. We've got monthly webinars focused on the best business strategies out there. And as always, Yelp offers best-in-class software to help you optimize your restaurant and maximize your profits. See everything Yelp for Restaurants has to offer by visiting restaurants.yelp.com today. Welcome to Restaurant Marketing School. I'm Josh Kopel, a Michelin-rated restaurateur. Together with industry expert Anthony Hamilton, we're unpacking the tactics, tools, and strategies used by million-dollar marketing agencies to improve your restaurant. Join us daily to get an actionable tip you can use in your restaurant today. Today, we're talking about how to make managing costs a winnable game. Well, I mean, this is like the most frustrating thing in the world, right? Yeah, it sure is, man. It sure is, right? This hit me like a ton of bricks. Understand, when I came from the industry, I was very much a spreadsheet guy. When it came to inventory, I counted every month without fail, every salt packet, every sugar packet, every to-go box, everything, right? I was that kind of guy. It has to be absolute or nothing in my world. What I didn't realize is how much time I spent doing that process. I would have another manager with me. I would have two bar people doing it too, or two front of the house folks. And we would probably have every bit of 12 to 16 hours in counting inventory and then tabulating spreadsheets, fixing errors, and so on and so forth, right? And then when we got done, the data was still probably only 90% accurate at best, right? Because there's always something we missed or an error in the spreadsheet or whatever. It wasn't until I got out of restaurants and into distribution that I realized, and we're talking about inventory specifically here, which we'll get into a couple other topics. But I had an argument with the then CEO and he was like, stop counting inventory. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? You have to count inventory. How do you know what your cost of goods sold is if you don't count your inventory? He goes, bring up your spreadsheets. I said, okay. And he says, what was your average inventory for the last year or so? Turns out it was all within a thousand bucks. It all hovered between nine and 10,000 bucks. He goes, so you're telling me you're going to put in 20 odd hours a month with your management team when they could be enjoying time with their family, chasing your tail on this spreadsheet for 90% accurate data, right? Is that what you're telling me? I said, well, yeah. He goes, track your purchases. Your inventory, <laughs> he said, your stuff on your shelves is pretty much an aggregate. You're not going to be off. You're going to end up at 85% accurate and you're going to have no time in it. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because oh I, I would rather deal with very, very easy data at a B plus than very, very difficult data at an A. Does that make sense? I know it sounds kind of It totally makes sense. It kind does. Of- it does. I love where you're going with this. Continue. Cool. If we graph this, essentially what happens is the charts and the trajectories and the slopes are going to be the exact same, whether your data is an A plus or a B plus. And really, we're not looking at the specific data. I'm not looking at the specific dollar. I'm looking at the trend. My action is going to be the exact same. Like if my costs spike, it doesn't matter how much they spike. I'm going to apply the same exercise to them, right? Or if they dip, it doesn't matter how much they dip. I'm applying the exact same mechanism on top of that. So answer this. Does it matter if it's an A plus or a B plus? It absolutely does not. I'm going to do the same thing in response to the numbers going one way or the other. And I was like, damn. That changed my inventory outlook entirely, especially when we're dealing with the labor crisis, when you're having problems filling shifts and you're going to make your managers count that inventory for eight hours on a Saturday morning when they have to come work the night shift afterwards. Doesn't seem very wise to me this day and age, brother. It doesn't. My mind is blown. It's true because even if you're trying to solve for theft, your purchases would spike. So you would know. Yeah. And then you could take inventory, right? But yeah. any deviations in standard inventory practice are going to come up in the purchases just like they would in the physical inventory check 
That's oh my exactly God. Right. Yeah. So the bad side is your inventory has to be held relatively constant. But I assure you, in most restaurants, especially if you have longstanding employees that are using the same par levels, your inventory levels stay pretty average, right? And now here's the thing, though. If my purchases go way up, what am I going to do? I'm going to talk to my manager and say, hey, look, we need to liquidate some stuff on the shelves. Just like if my inventory numbers are way up, I'm going to tell them the exact same thing. That's what we're going to do. We're going to liquidate. And then when purchases are very, very low, I'm going to say, you know what? My expectations purchases are a little higher next period because you're running things a little too close. We're going to run out of some things. And I would do the exact same thing if my inventory reports came back and said the exact same thing. So I just changed the process because the outcome is the exact same every time. And so what would you focus on? You would focus on purchases and then I guess the price per unit and deviations in price? Based on supply chain issues? Yeah. And listen, I mean, we're always checking prices on a regular basis. What I'm looking at more is how much storage do I have? Am I meeting my par levels? Because I don't want to run out of stuff, right? No one wants to do that. And so that's what I'm looking at. And also too, like if they're trying to game the system, because we know like they're looking for praise, they're looking for bonuses, things like that. Well, hell, they can easily lay down and just purchase much less one week, but I can still police that because I'm seeing the spikes in my graph, right? A spike in my trend. This is it. You can manage it 20 different ways, depending on what you want. If you want to hear previous episodes or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash marketing school. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. I'm Josh Kopel, and you've been listening to Restaurant Marketing School.